welcome to the Big Kids Book Club. A podcast about all things fictional, from middle grade to young adult. So sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Big Kids Book Club. My name is Marcus and I'm your host. I'm joined on the show by another repeat guest. Love having the repeat guests, author of the Kate on the Case books, as well as amazing illustrator for tons of others. You've definitely seen her beautiful drawings on one of your favourite books. It's Hannah Peck. Welcome to the show. Hi, Marcus. Thank you so much for having me back. It's lovely to be here. It's so awesome. It's great now I have repeat guests. It's just, it feels like... That sort of, I, I don't know, it's like when you see it on like any old chat show like Graham Norton or those ones, when he has repeat guests <laughs> on, they just get such good banter because, you know, you've been there, you've been on there once, you know what's coming. Yeah, we're old friends now. Old friends, exactly. <laughs> so um, obviously, friends, we need to know how you've been doing. Like, how have things been since the last time you were on the podcast, the launch of Kate on Case book numero uno, and sort of what, uh, what's come out from that? Yeah, it's so exciting because last time I spoke to you, I think it was before the publication, wasn't it? So it hadn't even come out yet. Nope. Um, so, yeah, it's been fantastic. It's been so exciting to just like see it out in the shops. I've had a few little letters from some readers which have been absolutely gorgeous. I had one which was like, thank you so much for writing Kate on the Case. Please, can you write another one? Thank you for writing another one. Like <laughs> the expectation of just... <laughs> writing it like there and then um so no it's been gorgeous and yeah I think as I was saying before we hit record like you you're just very close to it when you're writing it and making it and then you kind of yeah to be able to have the distance and then reconnect with it through other people and through the through the little readers is like yeah it's such a privilege and really fun yeah absolutely because there is often the long process and we've we've spoke about this last time I think because obviously you write and then illustrate so you have you mm. almost you go over more than I think an author would where an author might just write send to editors you know make adjustments and then after that it's sort of in the hands of typesetters and formatters and then you go through those processes you're doing a lot more like you're putting a lot more of yourself into the book yeah that's like a really like nice observation you've made because I think <laughs> like it is a lot of hard work yeah and and you as you say you do go through the whole author thing you wear your author hat and then you have to switch hats and then you're talking to like design and doing all of that so like I absolutely love it because as the control freak I am you get to like yeah do everything which is awesome but um yeah it, it's certainly a, a commitment Definitely so. And you mentioned there the, the lovely letters and stuff like that. I have to ask, has anyone like sent you a picture of either they've drawn a picture of Rue? Because I'm pretty sure Rue's got to be <laughs> people's favourites, the cute little mouse. Yeah. It's- so do you know what? It was <laughs> someone did send me a letter with loads of drawings and I I had no idea what they were on. <laughs> I sent them, I sent them to um to my editor and I was like, do you know what these are? Like they were delightful. I think. The more I looked, because it was sent around Christmas, I think it might have been um, like Christmas related illustrations, but there were lots of swirls and I was like, oh, these are swirls of pastries. There was a kind of creature. Is this Rue or a reindeer? Like I couldn't quite work it out, but it was really lovely to receive those original pieces. Wow. From absolutely <laughs> sort of that lovely reception to book number two, things are getting a bit more funky as we head down the jungle 
on a fantastical steamboat <laughs> called the Miss Custard, which I loved. <laughs> um, <laughs> tell us a bit more about this. So book number two, The Call of the Silver Wibbler. Do you want to tell us uh, where the idea came from as we, like I said, we head on this beautiful sort of jungle journey? Yeah, so I think I always really start with setting is really inspiring to me. And I really wanted to do something quite unexpected. Like the first book is like cold, it's snowy. Of course, you have that contained space of the train. But I think so. Yeah, I was like, okay, it's going to be in another contained space. Like I love a a steam vehicle. So I thought a steamboat would be gorgeous, can draw so many like machinery parts. And then, yeah, the kind of hot jungle river, that kind of setting kind of, yeah, it sort of just came from there, really. I have to admit, I don't know whether you did this intentionally, but the connections, we're talking Christy here. We've got Death on the Orient Express. We've got Death on the Nile. We've got a train. We've got a steamboat. Uh, (laughs) Is there... Is there something you're not telling us? You know what? Like, I, this is, this is no lie. Like, no, I, I wasn't aware of Death on the Nile. <laughs> I wasn't aware of that. So I was aware with the first book. I was like, you know, we're really pulling on some, some well-trodden ground here, but I wasn't so aware of the, the second one. But obviously, yeah, I think there's like a, there's a 1930s film I watched. I forgot what it was. But they're all sorts of like singing and dancing on a big steamboat. It's very romantic. And that that was really fun to watch and, and look out for the visuals. Giving you tons of inspiration. Mm-hmm. Well, the inspiration for this one is quite similar where you have the mystery and the core thing because Kate is basically on the Miss Custard. Uh, she's writing a review for the food, I believe, is at the beginning of the book. She's writing a food review and she's there with her dad and Rupert. Yeah, she's writing for the Daily Spoon, who is um, our, our tabloid of the Kate world. But of course, Kate can spot when something is wrong. And there's a couple of other weird guests on the actual Miss Custard. And that is with General Hornbill and the Bird Brigade. Tell me, um, mm. tell me where they came from. I mean, I love Bertie. I thought Bertie was amazing. Bertie's one of these, these sort of like Bird Brigade, which are like Cub Scouts sort of thing. Uh, where did yeah. that idea come from with the General and the, the Bird Brigade? I love, I love a uniform. I love a uniform. And I think also I was very aware that a lot of the guests in book one were adults and I really wanted to see Kate interact with some people her own age. So the idea of a kind of troop of kids um, who were all, I think there's also something really funny about, yeah, kids kids being really serious and, and kids in uniform and kids having to be, you know, follow strict rules. And I think being able to play around with that and have Bertie, this character, who's definitely more of a dreamer and he somehow found himself in a very strict bird brigade where they you know have to learn latin and like do lots of studying and bless him birdie just birdie birdie wow that's a a link um but yeah birdie wants to just find find the silver wibbler and um kate decides to help him out on that because she's bored of her her own task on this custard yeah it doesn't quite scream obviously her her hero Catherine rodriguez she can sort of sniff out a clue in an adventure and a mystery a mile away. So she mm. sort of latches onto Bertie, does our Kate. And in that is, the idea is, for those of you who don't know, the uh, the silver wibbler is this mystical bird that most people believe does not exist. It's not real. Bertie's convinced he's heard it, uh, which is one thing. And he <laughs> believes it's out there. But General Hornbill, who probably is the most role doll villain I've read in a long time. Oh, wow. That's such a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> he, he, he's just he's just got something about I don't know it's like the twits about him a little bit of mistruncheon or was it mistrunchable yeah mistrunchable uh, yeah mistrunchable. yeah just pure pure evil and he he doesn't care it's just fully it's fully on display 
But they, they do. And it's interesting, actually, you said uh, the enclosed space because we do sort of disappear and there is a bit of a more adventurous bit where her and Bertie and Rue disappear into the jungle uh, when they believe mm. they have, like, evidence or they can find evidence for the Silver Wibbler. A lot more of those in isolation uh, as they go away and they go on their little adventure was that again like you said you just wanted Kate to interact more with people her own age because then I guess for younger readers it almost feels like that that friends on a sort of like a, an adventure that sort of Enie Blyton style kids going and yeah. finding the mystery yeah I think it's so exciting the idea of like independence I think even like it's a first chapter book it's the first time kids are reading by themselves and so to introduce elements where it's like you're still safe, you know, you're still on the boat, you're still, you know, you're not in in mortal peril, but you're kind of growing with the books and you're, you know, stepping out of that comfort zone of, yeah, reading with your parents or Miss Custard or whatever that might be. So, yeah, and also I think friendship is so, I, I love, I love the friendship of Kate and Bertie and, you know, how Kate learns from him, but also is there to sort of boost his confidence and help him. And I think that's just a really nice thing to see. Absolutely. Now, we're not going to give away the mystery because all good mysteries must be discovered on their own. Mm -hmm. Um, But we will say that this mystery is coming to you from Piccadilly Press on March the 31st. So there's not too long a wait until it's actually going to be out there in those readers' hands. Excited to think that you'll have like two books that are just completely your own out there for people to just like get into. Yeah, it was gorgeous. And I can't wait to see them next to each other as well. I think at the moment they're they're stuck on a boat somewhere so I haven't actually seen one in real life yet um so I think I will be experiencing it alongside everyone else at the same time but yeah absolutely can't wait to see it out there yeah I was very lucky to get an e-copy was sent to me so I could I could really yeah I got the electronics I've seen the beautiful illustrations I've read the story which is so charming and whimsical and one thing I did love on my days the addition of the songs the Bird Brigade songs at the back was hilarious. Oh, did you like them? I'm so pleased. <laughs> you know, I love a rhyme. I really can't stay away from like a rhyming song. And in my head, I'm like, oh, I kind of know the, how these melodically sound, but <laughs> I'll leave that to the audiobook. I think. Obviously, I won't be singing anything, but, um, <laughs> but give some audio notes to the, uh, <laughs> to the lovely narrator. <laughs> But was that, that the thing where you were writing them? Were you actually humming or singing these while? while... Yeah, there's definitely <laughs> like I think those kind of kids' chants as well. There's, you know, like we all have them from when you're a kid. There's there's always like a rhythm and you can pick them up so easily. And I think it was like, da, 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 you know, you kind of just have it in your head. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I really liked, really enjoyed writing them. So glad for the feedback. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you're very welcome. Now, of course, the final page of the book hints that Kate is going to be back with another case. Yes. Book number three is coming. That is guaranteed. Yep. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Is there anything you can say? I know the publishing industry is uh, very hush-hush. Well, I haven't been told what I can and can't say, but I I will tread lightly, carefully. I have just finished writing it. So we, we have our plot. We have our characters. I will say that it's very newspaper heavy. So if we think about the world of Kate, um, where she maybe might end up in the headquarters of maybe a certain newspaper. And obviously there'll be some machinery. There'll be a whole cast of characters. Yeah, and I think it should be out early next year. I think January, but I'm not entirely sure. And trapped in a sort of isolated area again on certain transport that, you know, means leads to hijinks, perhaps? Yes, I think we might be going more for a sort of like skyscraper 
this time. <gasps> Ooh, yeah. Okay. It is. I think it's a nice finale. It's it's kind of a little bit bigger, a little bit more like yeah. I think it's definitely Kate's biggest adventure, and I think she does find that slightly overwhelming. The fact that you know this is the biggest story, so the stakes are higher. The reveals are dramatic. Um, uh, yeah, I have to illustrate it soon. So I'm going to, yeah, I think I'll be doing that in the next couple of months, which will be exciting. Again, so it's going to be one of those ones. So again, going back to it, so the, the words, uh, they're going to be completely done before you even take like a, a punt at the, the illustrations yeah, at all. I've, so I normally will kind of sketch out like rough characters and stuff like yeah. as I'm going. Okay. So I'll, I'll always have a sort of sense of who who people are, like, this, I'll, I'll draw the space, I'll draw some of the rooms, that kind of thing. But when it comes to what actually is going to be in the book and the layouts, that will all come when the text is final so that we can fit everything into the right place. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Because it really, I think it was well, because with Kate, you know, like you can only fit so much font per page. So you have to yeah. be really careful with, like, matching things up. Like, you can't just have an illustration happening, like, a page one even one page after the text has said it like it just yeah. needs to all read at the same pace so yeah there's certainly lots of um moving things tiny amounts so that words can go on the right pages <laughs> it makes sense now actually because of course it's not just uh, illustration as in like a, a single page spread it's also the fact that they move with the words i remember i think there's there's points where is it on the miss custard they're having the bit where they're like they're singing in the like the dining room and the words are just sort of like singing out and people sort of sitting yeah. there for dinner around the words so actually I'm like yeah you need to sort of work out I can paint and draw around here and the word yeah. comes out to here that one was a nightmare that like that particular spread I remember design being like how are you going to fit like a whole song in here like and I was like I think I'm just going to write it floating around and I was like this is just a designer's nightmare <laughs> but it worked it worked and I'm glad you liked it worked fantastically so obviously that means kate on the case number three is 50 percent ish done does that mean yeah. obviously if you finished writing that are you maybe concocting any other ideas for a new project at all oh that's such a good question i can say yes i have ideas i have aspirations <laughs> um maybe they're above my station i'm not sure but i feel like I love the age group of Kate. It's been it's been so gorgeous. But I think I would like to maybe look at the next age group up, I think. So looking at sort of middle grade, early middle grade. Yeah, I love the writing process. I love illustration, of course. I love both of them. Um, but it might be different. Yeah, I'd like to sort of poke around in a slightly different bracket of, of the industry, I think. Yeah, that would be interesting. Deeper prose, slightly longer format. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But with all the kind of like the humour and the dialogue and the characters and I think all of that will very much still stay there. I think that's what I, I love to lean into when I'm writing. So. OK, watch this space is what I'm hearing. Very mysterious, but yeah, <laughs> very vague. <laughs> wow. The the case of the maybe book. We'll have to see when that's coming out, but something to at least keep us excited about. And of course, uh, Kate, number three. So the last thing I have to ask is if you have a title for the number three book, uh, or is that still very hush-hush? It is, do you know what, we have narrowed it down to like one of three, one Ooh. of three. So basically, we have three options and we haven't quite decided yet. So okay. I think I, I would I would love to be able to tell you, but I think it might just be a bit confusing if I tell you three. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those three. It's you. You've narrowed it down, so it sounds like it's yeah. 
it's really almost there. It really is. You have a trilogy, a trilogy. Imagine that. I know. Oh, I'm so excited. It will, yeah. I, and like, I think the third book really rounds things off nicely and leaves us in like um, a really gorgeous place. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And that has rounding us off nicely in a really cool place because it's competition time. See what I did there? Uh, well, <laughs> competition time. Yes. One of you lovely listeners are going to get your hands on Kate on the case number two, uh, the call of the silver wibbler. Uh, to do that, you're going to head over to our Twitter at Big Kids Book Club, all one long lovely word, and there you're going to enter our competition post. That's with a retweet and a like, and using the hashtag Custard Comp. Yes, I'm going to use that Custard Comp. Oh, uh, I love that. Isn't it brilliant? <laughs> yes. And um, <laughs> obviously, the silver wibbler is this mysterious bird. Um, so what we would love to do is to ha- you let us know what is your favorite bird do you have a favorite bird is it uh, a parrot is it budgie is it even the most common garden variety pigeon what is your favorite bird let us know with the hashtag custard comp and uh, one of you lucky listeners we're going to pick one of you to win a copy of Kate on the case number two how's that sound Hannah that's really exciting I love that I'm excited to see what everyone's favourite birds will be as well, because I'm sure we'll get a lovely variety. And what about yourself? Obviously, as a Londoner, pigeons surely has got to be up there in the top three at least. Oh, sadly, I, I really don't like pigeons. <laughs> um, they're not for me, I'm afraid. They're really not for me. It, I do I do love like a, a raven, like a crow, a raven. I love the mythology of them. You know, they're kind of, they're, they're so clever. I love the whole like ravens, Tower of London type thing. Um, they, they would be my favourite for sure. Yeah, I, I must admit they are pretty cool. Of course, steeped in so much mythology and literature. Mm. Edgar Allan Poe, uh, Odin's yeah. famous ravens. I can't remember what the names are, but you know they are they are quite. I'm not saying majestic. I think mysterious. They Maybe they are. They're they're just so clever, and I guess they're mm. like the trickster as well, aren't they? So who knows? You just never know where you are with the raven, really. Yeah, there you go. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? But they are just what we think are awesome. What birds do you think are awesome? Tell us your favourite bird with custom comp, hashtag, and one of you lucky listeners is going to get a copy of Kate on the case. Book two, The Cool of the Silver Wibbler. How's that sound, Hannah? Can't wait. Can't wait for someone to get it. And um, definitely we'll be checking in to see how the competition is progressing. Absolutely. Well, we have checked in, but it's time to check out, unfortunately. So before you do disappear, Hannah, I just have to say you've been a fantastic guest again. So thank you for coming on the show. I've had a delightful time. So thank you for being such a great host as well. Oh, thank you. But I'm not going to let you completely (laughs) disappear until you let our lovely listeners know where they can find out more about you and your books. Is there uh, social media and website links they can go to? Yes, I actually have a brand new sparkly website. I got an email from Google this morning saying it's had five clicks. So if anyone would like to up the stats, um, it's just hannapeckillustration.co.uk. I have an Instagram, which is hannapeckillustration.co.uk illustration as well you'll be able to find lots of links to the books and information reviews and that kind of thing fantastic well there you go lovely listeners you're gonna head over to our twitter as well at big kids book club because you get into that competition why would you not but there you can also find out much more content about us and our show our additional content features midweek book reviews and such and also our website bigkidsbookclub.com there you'll find additional content written reviews previews and an entire backlist of the podcast so if you did miss that first episode with hannah you can definitely go back and listen to it and find out all about kate on the case book one uh, but that's all the time we have for so until then all i can say is for you to take care to stay safe but most importantly to keep on breathing